0: My well, computer had all kind of problems this morning. I guess it was an update. And it threw all our screens off. Why do you going to do updates on I had to reboot it like four times to even try to get it to work. Yeah. Don't close it, Robin. Drag it over. Yeah. Yeah, well, the problem was is it put everything on a virtual screen that I couldn't get to to even do anything. So I had to fight the computer to put it back normal. <laughs> yeah, so I could right-click, settings, all this, and it wouldn't work. Amen. Well, y'all go ahead and make your way in. We're going to get started. Don't worry, Rowland, you got time. Tell me when you're ready. Huh? Okay, don't worry about that. As long as the other one's going, we're good. Y'all make your way in. We're going to start doing worship this morning. Hallelujah. Let's make sure everybody's unmuted here. It looks like we're good. Hallelujah. Hey, let's stand up this morning. We're going to do some worship. Amen. Amen.
1: of God. He
2: calls me friend. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. Right here. Come on. I am a friend of God. He
0: calls me friend. Hallelujah. Come on. Turn to somebody and tell them he calls me friend. He calls me friend. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and be seated for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated for just a few minutes, I guess. We'll try this. Hey, you know, our guitar player uh, at at church I was at years ago, he had a a sticker on his uh, guitar. It said, God said, I'm his favorite. And uh, we always used to mess with him. It's just like, you know, my Bible says that too. Oh, no. God told me in in his word. I'm like, well, mine is his word. No, not like mine. And so it was always, you know, just, it was fun. But you know what? God says you're his favorite. I'm his favorite. How can that be? Oh. I'm the grapefruit. No. <laughs> I
2: have
1: yeah. my lemon days. <laughs>
0: lemon days, yeah. You know, God loves us all. Uh, you know, it may be a struggle for us sometimes to show partiality, but I, he doesn't seem to have that problem. Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, Listen, it's good to see everybody here this morning. And, um, you know, it's one of those weather days. So who knows if you're supposed to turn the air conditioning on or the heater or the vent. Uh, so, you know what, it's just we're going to, yeah, it's, it's that season. Um, but hopefully we'll stay like this for a while and won't go to the 100 degree weather, you know, till like May, June, July time frame. That would be good, too. But uh, listen, we're glad to have everybody here at church this morning. We're, we're going to worship. We're going to love on Jesus. And I believe I have a word for you this morning, but announcements-wise, there is a couple things in your bulletin, but uh, main thing we need to worry about is, is you know, we're going to have our, our membership, not membership, we're going to have our uh, business meeting at the end of the uh, month, but it's not the end of the month, because that's Palm Sunday. Can y'all believe the, the last Sunday in March is Palm Sunday? That's crazy. Easter's coming early this year, so we're going to have it on the 21st instead of the 28th, so... I'm saying all that so maybe you'll remember it if I start throwing out a bunch of stuff. So we're going to have it on the uh, the 21st. So what I need you to do, though, is if you've been here for a while and you want to be a member, make sure you turn one of those packets in because next week we're going to meet. the uh, Myself and the deacons will be next Sunday. And if you want to be a member by the business meeting, we have to have it turned in. Amen. If not, we meet throughout the year and you can turn them in. But we're just trying to make sure we have all that turned in beforehand. Uh, so, and, and you know, go to the Facebook page and, and follow us on Facebook and, you know, do those little things like that. Uh-oh, they're working on something. And, uh, you know, follow us and share it and let people know what we're doing. Because, you know, it's we're coming out of winter. It's time we start getting a little more busy, amen? It's time the church starts being the church a little bit more. We, we've, uh, we're have we going to start scheduling up some conferences and things like that that we can social distance. I think we've been doing pretty good uh, with us disinfecting the building and doing all the things that we're doing. It's working. So I think we can continue to be safe and start doing some more things, amen? So. But uh listen, so if you're visiting with us this morning, my name is Richard, I'm the pastor. My my lovely wife Wendy's sitting over there hiding as she always does, but I would tell her to raise her hand, but uh yeah, Oscar, I should have said point to her, but uh, you know, we're we're thankful that you're here and all our leadership. But fill out that little connect card. We have them out front. Fill it out, drop it in there. We we're not gonna spam you, I promise you, we're not gonna put you on all that. But we do want to be able to connect with you and make sure we send you messages so you know, like so if we have a snowpocalypse again, I can tell you, hey, we're not gonna be here. Um, But yeah, so fill that out for us We say we'd love to connect with you and your family And let you know of uh, events that are coming up But uh, so, you know, there's a lot of different things We're trying to schedule Focus on all of that Fill out that connect card But we got our guys out there You can go ahead and come on in Don't bother us Uh, We got our guys out there and they're ready You know, we've been trying to train up the young guys uh, On how to to serve, amen We got to teach them youngsters early Before they get the know-it-alls Before they know everything, no but uh, we've been teaching them how to serve. So they're going to get ready to receive the offering from us today. Amen. Anybody enjoy giving to the Lord? Amen. Okay, we say that, but do we really enjoy it when times are tough? Maybe not quite as much, right? But, but you know what? The word teaches us that we give. You know, and, and I was reminded of the lady with the, the two mites. You know, that's less than a penny. That's all she had. And she said, Lord, I'm giving it to you anyways. And Jesus did not ping on the one that gave a bunch, pinged on the one it's a, giving is a heart condition right either you're a giver in your heart or you're not right it's not about it's not about all the other stuff that that we do it's about our heart and so when when we give you know always give out of your heart say god i'm coming to be a giver today don't ever let yourself become legalistic in it that's we don't want to do that because the bible teaches us to give with a cheerful heart amen so today we're going to give and if you want to give online we you can give on the church uh, website you can go to newlifeag.church you can go to the, the text it's all on the screen for you there and uh, you know just just bless the lord with your giving this morning and if you're doing a check you can make it out to new life but we're gonna go ahead and pray for it and uh, let those guys serve amen so father we thank you that we get to number one be in your presence this morning be in your house but lord we get to come and give to you now in the name of jesus so lord receive these gifts receive these tithes and these offerings lord Lord, multiply them, use them around the world. But as I always ask, especially right here in Marksville, Mansur, Louisiana, because we have those that are hurting and are in need. And, Lord, we, we use those monies to touch missionaries that are touching people, but we also use that money to feed people that, that are hungry. And we ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that this morning, shout amen with me. Amen. amen. Y'all go ahead. Guys are going to come around and serve you. and I'm going to fix my piano. Hey, listen, also, while they're doing that, if, you know, if you've been coming a little bit and you want to, you know, maybe you're just now new into the membership part of it. um, If you want to serve, if you if you have a talent somewhere and you say, well, Pastor, I want to help. Well, you need to come tell me that because, you know what, we'll find you a job. I mean, uh, we'll let you, you know, serve. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I don't want to stop you from being able to serve. You know, some people just love cleaning toilets. Uh, no, I'm just saying, just picking, but if, you know, if listen, if you want to serve, I, I want to know about it. Amen. We want to know about it because, you know, we're up here serving here, but there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that you probably don't even ever see. Now, if you've been around church for a while, you probably know they're there, you know? Um, you know, I, I'm going to pick on one person <clears throat> for a second here. If I can, I can't call her sister cause she fusses. And this is my way of telling her, I'm fixing to talk to her about her, uh, miss Barbara Kyle, over there, raise your hand. She she takes care of, yeah. Hey Larry, raise your hand. That's his, yeah, there you go. It's her husband. She takes care of food for people that, you know, like uh, they've been sick or funerals and this thing like that. So if you're willing to help her, go see her, right? Sam, so I'm, I'm helping you today. And uh, that way you can, you she can call on you. Like, you know, she was out the other day, huh? You have something to say? Oh, is that the one? I'm sorry. Okay, whew, all right, so she's Sister Barbara. so it's Miss Barber she fusses at, so I just, I'm always on eggshells, okay, so Sister Barbara. no, just pick it up, my wife doesn't like to be called Sister, but that's the, yeah, okay, that's where I'm confusing you, but you know what's good about all this is everybody will remember this, and, and they will want to help, so if you like to help with food, I'm trying to dig out now, this whole, if you like to, you know, if you like to help serve people in food and things, that's specifically where Sister Barbara takes care of and and so connect with her because the other day she was out. So who helps her when, when she's out, right? Right. So, so let's connect with her and a sister Barbara and, uh, she's going to get me after service y'all. I'm a run. I'm telling you all right now, I'm running out the building. If you don't see me and gone. So anyways, well, listen, we, we've been able to, to waste a few minutes here, but also talk about a great person who she does an amazing job. And uh, even if I can't figure out what to call her today, but, uh, Y'all connect with her. Amen. Listen, let's pray and we're going to stand up and do some more worship. Can we do that? Come on, let's stand up. I'm going to get a little more water here. Father, we thank you that we again get to be in your presence today. Lord, it's always such an honor to be here amongst fellow believers and and being able to worship and to just love on you, Father. But Lord, I ask that you would have your way in this place. Lord, we have fun at times, but, Lord, this is serious. This is life and death for some people. And, Lord, I pray that your spirit would achieve, accomplish what it is you have planned to accomplish today, and there would be no hindrances of any kind. As as Brother Jose told me earlier, just just headlock the devil and pull him out of the place, Lord. Don't let let any demonic spirit interrupt us today as we worship you and we hear from your word. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. We ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
2: is in his place, not for a minute was I forsaken, the Lord is in his place. Pray. The Lord is in there
0: today oh God meet with us today oh God
2: The one who has conquered
1: it all
2: When I lift my voice and shout time. Jesus has given me Baby on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Take me, in. Take me into the hole
0: Hallelujah! come on is he worthy come on then make it sound like he's worthy hallelujah come on hallelujah come on turn and tell somebody he is worthy before you sit down this morning hallelujah 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 Where's our kiddos at? They're going to go ahead and head to the back back there. If you're 12 or if you're over 12, you got to stay in here with me. I'm sorry. It ain't that bad. Come on now. Hallelujah. This is the good part Deborah says. Come on now. Let me get my water. Thank you, worship team. You know, I probably need to turn this over to the the preaching. Come on, y'all give it up. So, so, Cookie and his family are actually ministering at another church today, so I'm excited that they're, they're over there ministering today, and uh, we've been praying for them, that, that they're going to have an amazing time, and they're going to have a move of the Spirit, amen? And you know, that, that's something that we, we pray for. I hate to lose a guitar player, but you know, um, we, we pray that, that people in our church can be used in other places, amen? Because with what we have here, what, what God is doing, the presence and all that, they go to another place and they can release it there. Amen. It's not just just something to do in one place. Uh, so we're just praying that they're for a good report on that. Man, I'm praying that there's people healed and touched even through the music. Amen. So. Listen, I want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning about preparing for battle. Um, you know, when, when God started speaking to me about this, I don't know, it's been about a month now, probably at least. I, I remember exactly when all it was. I just, I just kept seeing over, and don't, don't put the scriptures up yet. I just, I just kept seeing David trying on Saul's armor, and it didn't fit. And, and I kept looking at that like, you know, I, I am tired of the world trying to tell me how I'm supposed to fight spiritual battles. Right? I'm tired of, of believers trying to step into spiritual battles that, number one, they're not ready for. Number two, they were never supposed to fight to begin with. They're taking on somebody else's cause. Uh, you know, so it's just like we, we've got to know what we're doing because if we, if we don't, we're going to be wearing somebody else's armor and, and we're probably going to get whooped. You know, uh, the sons of Sceva got whooped because they tried to use a name that they couldn't use. Could you imagine David with Saul's armor? David was a shepherd boy. He he didn't know how to wear armor. He knew how to use a sling and a rod. He didn't know how to use a sword. And we get out there in the battles and, and we start crying on the name of Jesus, which we don't really know. And we turn out like the sons of Skeven. We wonder why we get whooped and left naked. So I want us to talk about that for a few minutes this morning. And uh, if you just turn your Bible over to 1 Samuel chapter 17, we, we will have these on the screen, but I just wanna, I want us to look over the, uh, the scriptures this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're going to start in verse 38. Uh, I'll give you a moment to turn there. All right, y'all ready? Here we go. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around, but he was not used to them. And he says, I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them." So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from a stream, put them in his pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Can we pray again? Let's pray again. Father... Lord, I thank you for your word and that it is always true and that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is sharper than any two-edged sword and it cuts and and separates those things that need to be separated. And Lord, I, I pray that in this service right now, there are people in this room and maybe listening online or wherever they may be tuning into, they need some separation in their life. Your word will separate your word will enlighten them. Lord, have your ways as I speak this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I want to just mention something really fast that I, that I see even here. You know, it doesn't matter how many times I read through these things and put them down. I always see more stuff, Dave, and it, it just so excites me. Verse 39. Throw 39 back up there, Rylan. Look at 39. Let me make sure it says the same thing for you guys. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I can't go in these, he says to Saul. He didn't call him King Saul. He didn't address anything like that. When's the last time you saw the king just let anybody tell him what to do? (laughs) David did. (laughs) David did what nobody else would do. He says, because I'm not used to him. So he took him off. Could you imagine that? If any of his soldiers would have just dropped it off and said, I ain't wearing this. There was something special about David. See, little David, little David was going to fight a battle that his king, his brothers, and definitely other soldiers didn't think he could win. But the funny part was is none of them wanted to fight it either because they know they couldn't win. And for him to... To to stand up and say, I'm not wearing this, spoke about who he knew he was. And he knew how to fight. But yet we're like, but he was a shepherd boy. (laughs) Listen, God will prepare you for the battles that are coming if you let him. If you let him. The battles that you will face tomorrow that you don't even know you will face he is preparing you for them today and last week and last month he is preparing you to trust him he is preparing you with the ammunition that you will need and if we can just learn to put on the armor that we should be wearing and fight the battles the way we should be fighting them we will win the battle David was being trained to fight Goliath by what we would think sitting out in the the pastures just playing his harp. Because that's how we picture David a lot of times. He was a shepherd boy that played the harp. Remember, he played the harp for King Saul later. He stood up. Flip your Bible back a little. Flip up to verse, uh, back to verse 32. Stay right there in 1 Samuel 17. This is where David is explaining to the king where his training was. But the king didn't believe it was enough, so he wanted to put armor on him. Verse 32, 1 Samuel 17. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of the Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against the Philistine and fight fight him. You were only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Now, come on. How many of y'all would grab the bear by the hair? (laughs) How about the lion? The lion? You know when we went to uh, Missouri, there, there's the the uh, one of the the Bath Pro shops or something like that. They have the museum in there, and there was a there was a this giant bear, big bear that a guy he had uh, the world record kill with an archery, and it's not very far. And I'm like, I am not letting that thing get that close. Period, because I'm definitely not going to outrun it. But it showed the, the shot. And I'm like, whoa. Listen, a bear and a fifty cal at a mile, that's about as far as, you know, that's it's right there. But a bow and arrow? David, little David, the harp player. I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, stuck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Non-believing Philistine, that's what this is, will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. You see, David understood the hand of God working in his life. David understood the trusting of God working in his life, and he learned it out dealing with sheep. So maybe we need to not raise cattle, but raise sheep. But I know, I'm sure Lacey and Tootie and and, and Jonathan, when he was doing it, y'all have a lot of conversations with the Lord out there. Sometimes it's because of those crazy cows. Sometimes it's because of crazy people. Sometimes it's because of whatever it was that chased your cow. You can learn a lot on the backside of a wilderness if you will pay attention to the lesson and then apply it. Because look at the last thing he says here. Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you then, right? Just, just go on, man, with your bad self, you know? Why? The king wasn't doing it. The king was not going to do it. God had prepared him for the battle through the life lessons that he had gone through. But I guess the other question is, is how many other shepherds would have fought the bear of the lion for their daddy's sheep? <laughs> hmm. Interesting question in itself. Flip back over to the book of Exodus I just want to show you a couple of people here before we really start talking Exodus chapter 2 that's way back toward the beginning it's a good moment to grab some water Exodus chapter 2 look at verse 11 one day after Moses had grown up he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor now let's stop Moses was a Jewish child sent down the river because they were killing all the kids, taken into the Pharaoh's house, raised as one of the children. And then he learns he's a Jew. So now he's at this moment where there's a struggle going on. I've been raised around all the gold and the lavishness and all the, the false gods and all this stuff, but there was something down inside of him that he knew wasn't right. And now here we, we are at this moment he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people, verse 12, looking this way and that are seeing no one. He killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. He figured at that moment he could free his people. But it wasn't time, was it? He started fighting a battle what wasn't ready to fight. Number one, he was fighting it out of time. But number two, he was fighting it the wrong way. Did God want him to kill the Egyptians? No. Why? See, I just I want to pause here for a moment before we move on. If we we can look back because we have the benefit of being able to do that. Could you imagine if is is these these stiff necked hard headed Jewish people, right? The Israelites. If they struggled trusting God when he parted the Red Sea, could you believe they would have trusted God if Moses would have just killed all the Egyptians and said, y'all go home? No, God had a whole plan in there. He was going to teach them some things. You see, we, we can see that today. But releasing them there would have been just fine. But God said, no, no, we're not ready yet. Moses, you're not ready yet. We're not ready. So flip over to verse, uh, chapter 3 and uh, look at verse 5. Look at this. Here's where the preparation has brought him to. Here's where we need to be. Exodus 3, verse 5. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Now we're back on the backside of the desert, and he's been tending to the flocks. Something about tending the flocks. He must be some holy people out there is tending the flocks, tending the flocks. And he sees a bush that burns that doesn't burn. That would freak me out. Just saying. Then he said, I am God of your father, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I am indeed seeing the misery of my people in Egypt, and I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am con- concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. You see, so now go. I am sending you to the Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? You see the difference of just one chapter? and a lot of years? Before, he was still one of the Pharaoh's kids and he killed an Egyptian. Problem was, if you killed an Egyptian, you were put to death even if you were one of those. So he had to be banished. But now here he is that at the thought of going back, what is his statement? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Now there's a humble spirit there. Now he understands that I can't do this on my own. You see, that's where you need to be. You can't beat anything on your own. You can't win. You can't win. It doesn't matter the training that you've had. It doesn't matter how you think it should work. You will never, ever win the battle in your own strength. I will never, ever win the battle in my own strength. I can only do it in the strength of the Lord. And I can only win it if I follow His plan. Remember, we we spoke about one one service where they brought the, the Ark of the Covenant out Because every other time they brought the Ark of the Covenant out, they would win the battle. So they're like, hey, we'll get the Ark. That thing seems to be a good luck charm. Let's bring it and see if we win. And they lost, and they lost the Ark. You see, we need to spend time in the presence of God so that we will understand the plans of God. And when you begin to look at the things in your life as preparation, the struggles and trials that you go through, remember? Find it all joy with the troubles and temptations and issues you go through. Why do I need to find it all joy? Because it's a lesson that if I learn it, I'll have to go through it again. Why do you think the Egyptian, um, the Israelites went around the mountain like they did? Because there were some things they didn't learn. Moses had to submit just like David. Had to follow God's plan, God's timing. Listen, there are battles coming in your life that you, you are not prepared for yet. But if you will stay in the presence of God and in the word of God and allow him to teach you, if you look at every trial you go through is, Lord, what should I learn? Remember, I've told you, I don't want to go back to 2020. And my comment to the Lord was, Lord, teach me what I got to do so I don't have to do this again. Teach me what I'm supposed to learn because I don't want to do this again. 2021, teach me what I gotta learn, Lord, so I don't have to do this again. I don't want another seven day snowpocalypse or whatever they're calling it now. I like the snow, but that's okay. I lived in northern Michigan. I understand snow. You know, people people ask me about Norfolk, Virginia. I was in the Navy and we would go to Norfolk. I was stationed in Jacksonville. They're like, man, Norfolk's a pretty place. I never saw that. It was either 100-something and something degrees, raining or snowing when I went. I, I, it was like I couldn't stand the place because I never saw anything else. So maybe one day I'll visit and see if it's pretty like they tell me it is. The things I learned in the Navy prepared me to be a, a, a good believer. The things I learned before I became a believer taught me a lot. But only after I went back and started looking at them, only after I figured out that, I couldn't do it on my own. You know, I, I, tell, I tell young men this. You know, even though me and my father did not have a, a, a great relationship, I learned a lot of things. learned how to rebuild cars. You know, I rebuilt my first engine when I was like 13 by myself. Took the car engine out of a car, completely stripped it down to nothing, rebuilt the entire thing and put it back into running. I learned a lot of things. But I tell young men, you know, that I learned this one thing from my father that was very difficult to translate into my Christian beliefs. Because as a man, you were taught that you were responsible for everything in your house, and it's your job to supply everything. Go get another job, Dave, if you don't have enough money. Right? If your family doesn't have enough, go get a second job. Go do what you gotta do. And it's very difficult to learn to trust the Lord when you're told that, why don't you just go get another job? You see i i saw how how my my father dealt with things as an unbeliever and now here i am as a believer and i'm trying to translate that so how did my dad deal with things he was a cop he was an alcoholic before that and you know there was there was ways he dealt with things so now here i am i'm having to learn to trust god for the battles that i'm fighting without using fists and without using my knowledge Because the worst part about knowing all those things, and and I've told people this, the way my mind is wired, when I look at a problem, before I even address the problem, I've got A, B, C, D, E, F, and G figured out. So I don't go up to the problem and say, God, I need a plan B. I've done, got about five things figured out in my head how I'm going to solve this before I ever ask God for the first one. So it's a constant struggle to say, God, how do you want to deal with this? But thankfully, I've learned God, how do you want to deal with this? I think we could do it this way. How are you going to deal with this? See, I'm going to throw a couple of scriptures up on the wall for you. Philippians 4.13. Look at this. Philippians 4.13. Did I even put those in there? Okay. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How do I fight battles? I trust that God is going to take care of me. I just want to read a couple of them to you before I get down to the, to the ending part here. James 4, 7 and 8. James 4, 7 and 8. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit yourself to God and resist the devil. Listen, you can't be resisting him when you're sitting there holding on his hand. You can't, you're not resisting. What you're doing is you're assisting resist not assist because i promise you he's he's going to try to take you places you never wanted to go but look at verse eight come near to god and he will come near to you wash your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded And that's the niv that's not even the message see when i start leaning on god and i start leaning on his word i have to start dealing with things differently look at this one luke 10 19 through 20 Luke 10, 19, 20. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. That's great. But verse 20, however, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven, written in the Lamb's book of life. See, when we start picturing these things a different way, all these battles are already won. All these battles are already won. Listen, if you go read the end of the book, you find out that we win. I watched a movie, The Apocalypse. It's uh, the book of Revelation. It's a movie that came out, I guess, 2005. I watched it last night. I don't think I'd ever seen it. And, and John the Revelator, and it's just amazing how they, they went through and did the storyline. But, but the one thing was, is, is he was like, you know, Lord, why, why have you allowed me to live with all the rest of your apostles you've taken home? He kept going on and on, but then toward the end of the movie, he finally sees the fact, and he says, Lord, forgive me, because you had me here for a purpose. You had me here for a reason. Then he was able to live out the rest of his life without complaining, because he understood he had a purpose, and he wasn't fighting against it anymore. It was interesting the way he saw that. John 10 and 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And I have come that you may have life and then have it to the fullness. You see, God has all these things that he's constantly encouraging us that if we fight his way, we will always overcome. But if we fight it the world's way, we will always lose. Uh, We may win that one battle, but you will lose the war. Because in the end, it's it's about our names being written in the Lamb's book of life. And if if we don't know Jesus, then we're going to struggle, guys. You're going to struggle, no matter how good it looks. All right, flip over to Ephesians. Ephesians. You haven't heard that one before, have you? That's okay. Ephesians chapter 6. Did I put those in there at least? Okay, I thought I did. Hallelujah. Give me a minute. Verse 10. We know this section of scriptures here. This is the practical part of, of what you need to be doing and how you need to be walking with it. Ephesians six ten. Finally be strong in the Lord and in his might power. Mighty power. And strong in who? Your strength? No. Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand. And with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with their feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, where you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. He's instructing you the armor that you should have on. And all of that armor comes through the Word of God and through the Spirit of God. The helmet of salvation, stopping all the fiery darts that may try to come against your mind to make you what think otherwise of what God says, think contrary to what He says. God, I'm not going to make it. Yep, that's what, you know, well, that's not what the Word says. Breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. Hurt your loins about with truth. Right, you you shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The sword of the spirit. You know, I had a pastor ask this question one time. Who put on their armor this morning? Anybody put their armor on this morning? Anybody? Amen? Yeah. I, amen. I, I got one of y'all. Yeah, why'd you take it off? No, I'm just picking. That's what he told us. Yeah, none of y'all want to raise your hand because you do better. But I got Sorry. Why'd you take your armor off? You need your armor to go to bed. That way you can sleep good at night. Listen, I could do a teaching on, on, on the armor of God. I'm not, I'm not going to go into it any more in depth today than, than I already have. The armor of God, when you begin to look at it, when you're stepping into a battle, every bit of it, like I said, is here. Is here. But it all starts from your thoughts. Helmet of salvation. If your mind is not right, if your mind is is diluted with the things of the world. You cannot fight God's way. As long as you think I can make it on my own. That mind is not right. As long as you think I can overcome this without Jesus. You're not going to have any of the rest of it. You you can't sit there and tell me again. I talked about the sons of Sceva that you're going to. You're not walking right with Jesus. You're not saved. And you're going to pull out the word of God and try to use it to your advantage. Listen, the word is always going to accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish. But what's going to happen right there is you're going to get whooped on. You see, we've got to stop trying to fight battles that we're not supposed to be fighting. We've got to stop fighting battles the way the world tells you to fight them. Jesus, how did he defeat all of this? And this is where I want to kind of pull this together for you. How did Jesus win it all? Through dying. Well, I don't want to die to win. If you don't die to self, you'll never win. If you don't die to self, you will never win. How did Jesus overcome it? By the love of the cross. God so loved the world that he gave if, if you think you have to win, there's an issue. You're going to win God's way, and sometimes it means you lose. But we're not talking about a battle that's only today and tomorrow. We're talking about an eternal battle for your soul. We're talking about an eternal battle for other people's souls. So when you begin to see, God, I'm fighting a battle for my, myself that you've already won, and all I'm doing is defeating the things in my life, what I'm also doing is defeating the things around other people. I read a book years ago, and, and it was so interesting that, that at the beginning of the book, the, the young believer had the sword of the Spirit, he just began to do things the way he wanted to and, and began to pray and to do all these things. But then he learned humility through the years, and, and he was walking with the Lord and walking with the Holy Spirit. At the very end of the book, there were people that were mad at him. The reason was is that when he was a very immature believer, he hurt a lot of people and sowed a lot of bad seeds. And now they're coming back and they're they're growing and they're hurting people. You see, we need to be mature in who we are and how we use the word of God. Don't just run around and and shout out scriptures that you don't understand. And I'm telling you that as, as a pastor to say, if you don't understand the scriptures, yes, quote them. But don't run out on the front lines of a battle that you're not ready to fight, guys. Get into the Word and learn. Spend as much time learning the Word of God as you do trying to figure out how to run that new tool you got. Or trying to figure out that new computer you got. Just saying. We spend a lot of time the things that we we enjoy. But why do we not enjoy digging into the meat of the Word of God when that's the thing that will sustain us for the rest of our life? That's the thing. Prepare yourself for battle, because I'm telling you that that times are going to get hard spiritually. Times are going to get hard physically. And I'm not being a doomsdayer. I'm just telling you the truth of what the Word of God teaches me. And there are a lot of believers that are going to stand up against what they believe to be in the power of God, but they're still delusioned because they've never spent time learning it. I've given you just a few scriptures today that you can quote, and you need to meditate on them, and you need to meditate on them, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, Jesus who strengthened me. Does that mean I can drill that hole? Well, If you know how to drill a hole, you can drill a hole. But I can do all things. I, you, you see, we need to start learning them in context and not just quoting them out crazily because that's what happens. That's what happened with the whole name it and claim it. Anything I lay my hands on, I, this, this, I claim this car in the name of Jesus. It's mine. $1,000 a month note that's not a blessing unless God gave you a $1000 a month pay raise you see we're fighting things that we're not paying attention to amen so listen i want to pray for us this morning i just i know there was a lot of other directions i could have went with this this morning but number 1 we fight the battles with love we fight the battles with his word we fight the battle his way his way because if we're not fighting it his way, we're going to lose. And we're going to lose people along the way. And we cannot afford to lose people. And I'm not talking about just believers. I'm talking about non-believers that we, we should be praying for and trying to reach. We need to be sowing the, the spirit of love in, in everything. Here's the other thing as I pray for you this morning. When you put on Saul's armor, it's not your armor. It'll never be comfortable. You will always be uncomfortable in where you are when you try to do it the the world's way and you should be uncomfortable because that's not who you are. It's not who God called you to be. Amen. We pray for you this morning. So father, we thank you that we get to be in your presence today. Lord, I thank you for your armor and I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for, for all of those things of who you are, God. And I pray right now that Lord you would just completely just impart that word into our spirits and into our minds of how we fight and overcome because you have already overcome the world and your spirit dwells inside of us, oh God. Lord, help us to fight through love, not just words and deeds, but help us to fight through love. Help us to walk in love and help us, Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit that we will never be comfortable acting like the world and doing it the world's way. So, Lord, I pray for our people today. I pray for protection over them, and I pray for healing. I know we've had some that are that are going through some things right now. I just speak healing and life over them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you for all your blessings. And I ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree this morning, I want you to say amen with me. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Brother Pastor Chip, you know it's gonna stick with you forever, right? So.
3: Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> and a great message. I was I was thinking um, about what he was saying regarding our thoughts and, and how that portrays so much of, of what we believe and, and our thoughts have a habit of becoming our words too. And uh it's it's so Important that we realize that because um, <coughs> the the words that you say have a direct impact on what happens in your life, obviously, and we know that. So it's important that we <coughs> take the thoughts that we get, just like the song that we sang today, and I'm glad they sang that because. Uh, the song going into the holy of holies if you want to make it to the holy of holies and that's certainly where you'll hear from god in the holy of holies the rest of that song says lord take the coals burn my lips here i am and if if i had to evaluate that when i was a new christian i'd say well that would mean don't curse anymore, you know. Don't do, say those things that sound bad. But there's a whole lot more to it. Burning my lips means don't say negative things about myself. Don't say negative things about other people. It's not just bad words. It's the thoughts becoming words that you know are not promoting another person or promoting a good way of life. So remember that. Meditate on that. There's more about what comes out of your mouth than you realize. And it's important that we we think about that on a daily basis because we probably talk way too much. We say too much stuff that we're not supposed to say. And it affects not only your life, but the lives of people In your sphere and and we need to think about that amen Amen. so thanks for that message this morning pastor and uh just wanted to let y'all know too that this week is is pastor's birthday and uh we just wanted to let you know pastor that we appreciate you and our prayer is that you'll find a, a, a a place this week in the wilderness where you can pray and hear from god and And be led and bring more good messages like you've been given to us. And thankfully, uh, that's what will happen. So here's a small token of our appreciation. And I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, well, how old is Pastor? Well, I'll let you answer that.
0: Well, I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I will be 48. So I looked it up on my phone earlier. It says I'll be, no. I will be 48, so. And uh, yeah, somebody else to tell how old it, yeah, so, but listen, love you guys, thank y'all, and uh, yeah, so it's actually the sixth, so it's uh, March the sixth, so who else is it's it on the sixth? Micah, yeah, but see, yeah, Micah has the exact same birthday as I do. He's just a lot younger, you know, so I'm trying to get a smile out of Dave, but anyways, listen, love you guys, Hey, Wednesday, we're going to worship, we're going to have a good time. It is first Wednesday worship, so come expecting something different. And uh, we'll we'll find you know I have no idea what we're gonna do yet. We kind of talk about it, but but traditionally, uh, first Wednesday worship we just more of a prophetic style service where we let the spirit of God just flow. And uh, I don't know, we haven't figured out what we're gonna do yet. We just we talked that through. Listen, even on Sunday mornings, we'll move songs around and this and that and and you know we just kind of put it together and make sure it's what we we believe God wants so love you guys hey be careful out there when you're when you're driving there's crazy people out there who don't know how to drive even on dry ground and uh, protect yourself from from all these other diseases and sicknesses cuz you know i know they only talk about the corona covid thing but you know there are other things out there so if you're not feeling good go rest you know my allergies have been acting up so i've been taking me some hauls, you know um we still do have allergies even though there's covid uh so but anyways, I love you guys. Thank you all for the for the birthday wishes, and uh, I will see you Wednesday. Hey, come and bring somebody with you because I do believe Wednesday is going to be a pretty good time, though. Amen. God bless you. Don't forget your children also. We love them, but they can't stay. So <laughs> love you. Bye.
1: Hour when I cannot breathe, fear is on my chest, the weight of the world on me, everything's crashing down.